people of all different budgets and walks of life, you know, have different needs and preferences mm-hmm. and wants. You know, it's important that there's affordable options out there for people. Um, but then, you know, if you're making premium products and there are people out there that want to buy premium products, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, it's an underserved market on, on that end as well. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoated podcast, where every week we bring you real, raw and unfiltered conversations. Designed to motivate and inspire you on your journey through motherhood, relationships, and career. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Thanks for spending this time with us. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the new year. Oh yeah, it is January. So we are excited to kick off the year. We have two of the, I don't know what we would say, the trifecta of... Psalm Zero <laughs> and Sobar in the house today. We have Alex Vial, right? I said that right, good. Yeah. And Bobby <laughs> Faroe. I French. didn't ask you. It's oh, okay. Faroe, that's why your kid's in French immersion. There you go. And uh, John <laughs> is off in Mexico. So Psalm Zero, if you haven't heard of it, was launched in August 2023 by Alex, John, and Bobby. They specialize in top quality, no and low alcohol wine and beverages. With a focus on premium non-alcohol wine from small volume international producers, the team has set out on a mission to source and select as many new and existing products in the buzzy new market category as possible, professionally assessing and tasting each and every one, and only the best is selected for their portfolio. They also, all three of them have a sommelier background, and in December 2023, they launched Sobar, which is an exciting, uh, the, the first zero-proof, low-alcohol bar in Kelowna. So, so far, the response has been very positive and popular, and we're excited to have them here. So, yes. welcome. Yeah, welcome, thank welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the one reading the bio first thing in New York. I always <laughs> mess them up, and my friends sometimes <laughs> like, you should really practice. I'm like, I try. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> and I make yeah. her always read the, like... I read through it and then I'm like, oh, these words are not going to make it. So. <laughs> I think my favorite was like, because in my um, the time that we had our event, you said you were spelling out for SaaS, but I like worked where I'd worked for SaaS companies before, but you were like S-A and I was like, shit, I should have told her. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a Polish. I don't know if it's an S or a G or B or whatever. It's like the silent stuff. It never works, but yeah. it is what it is. But welcome, you guys. Thank you. We've Thank you. tried yeah. your delicious wines and uh, we were so grateful that you guys sponsored uh our event last year and um, thank you for the gifts because we did get uh, bottles of the Sauvignon Blanc Mm -hmm. brand Um, new yes brand new so we will definitely try it out and let you guys know let all of our listeners and viewers know and yeah we'll go from there so tell us how did Psalm Zero come to you (laughs) well thanks so much for having us guys we appreciate uh, being here and a big thanks for inviting us to that first event with you back in November last year, because that was uh, the first one that Som Zero ever did. That's so right, yeah. Yeah, it was oh. super cool to team up with you guys and and uh, get that under our belt. So it was amazing. Um, yeah, so Som Zero um, was born last year um, in the summer months. <clears throat> and I guess uh, the... The kind of sobriety and sober and sober curious um, movement has kind of touched all of our lives in different ways for, for quite a few years now. Um, I know I speak for myself when I say I've got lots of close friends and family who are um, on different journeys. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess through them initially was where I started to understand the need for better quality options in terms of no alcohol products um, because you know as as uh, sommeliers our job is to ensure that everyone feels included and everyone has great service and great um, beverage choices um, and traditionally that's always involved mainly alcoholic beverages um, and a lot of the non-alcohol options have just been overlooked and have been kind of secondary um, afterthoughts and usually soft drinks <clears throat> um, or just water which uh, doesn't really 
improve inclusivity and doesn't really promote that um, cohesive experience that everyone looks to get um, in those moments together. Uh, so, you know, through various friends and family having some pretty negative experiences um, on their sober journeys, um, it became more and more evident to to me and us that uh, it was an area of hospitality that that the industry has been overlooking and underserving for so long. Um, and I think that coupled up with the fact that more and more um, better quality products have been coming into the market as the demand has been there, meant that it seemed like there was a sweet spot where we were finally finding enough good quality products. Um, the more we searched and tasted and, and tried to find as many as we could, um, where we actually felt confident that we could bring together a pretty great collection um, of decent quality stuff um, that would help build trust for and confidence in this market category with people. So, yeah, that's what we did. We set about starting Som Zero to, to serve that underserved community and to, um, you know, professionally taste and assess all of the products. Um, and we've been pretty pretty savage <laughs> um if it if it doesn't taste great or if it doesn't quite hit the quality standards that we're looking for um at this time then we just haven't been interested in serving that to people because uh you know we we want to stand by the quality um mm -hmm. of the products that we are selling and serving and promoting and showcasing mm -hmm. um and really speak to the product authentically because <clears throat> we really don't want um to be putting our name or our face or promoting anything that we don't feel that we love ourselves to. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we landed. Um, and the past few months has just been building that business and the brand and the collection and, and the bar and, and yeah, just working together to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. I know you were on a journey of finding like a non-alcoholic beverages for a while there right and you were posting on like let's do a taste test and you're like meh you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it is it is hard to find those non-alcoholic that don't taste like it is hard yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Def definitely people that just go to the grocery store and oh, pick up something and yeah. there's like oh god never again yeah. you know and i think uh, the main thing is what we're really trying to do is bring a little more uh, credibility definitely to the, the category of wine mm -hmm. um, but we've panel tasted like just numerous numerous bottles mm -hmm. and the percentage that were considered very good outstanding was uh, actually quite minimal you know so it, it is a growing category for sure but they're still learning how to perfect it and make it better mm -hmm. um, right. definitely in Europe they're, they're I think they're a little bit ahead of North America well, well Europe like that, Europe's, oh, they're always yeah, ahead of the curve. I knew she was going to say that. I, know, I, know, I, I just popped in her head because I knew she was going to be like, Europe's ahead of the curve. Here, here we go. Like, here we go. Right? <laughs> yeah. so like, um, but uh, no, I think like I went with uh, Nita to that uh, tasting that you had and some of those oh, yeah. white wines tasted so much like actual wine, actually. And I was yeah. super surprised by that. So that was so cool. explain so like the yeah. process to me because I'm new to the non-alcoholic because you, you guys know I water down my wine. So it's <laughs> almost like no alcohol. So it's alcohol. like basically yeah. no alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Zero in its Zero own way. Zero in its own, you know, one glass lasts me three, but that's okay. So what is the process of like not having... Because, you know, you yeah. have the fermentation and yep. all that barreling and stuff like that. So how do you get a wine that's non... Well, there's a couple of different technology, a couple of different options out there <clears throat> when we're talking about the best quality um, examples. Typically, those are going to be um, spinning cone technology and vacuum distillation. And both of those kind of work to similar principles in some ways in that, and we're talking about specifically for wine here, it's a little bit different for um, spirits and beer, and we can talk a bit about that after. But for the wine itself, um, the first thing is you need really great quality grapes mm -hmm. um, because you can't hide behind alcohol. And um, if you have poor quality grapes to start with or poor quality wine, um, those off flavors and, and faults are really going to show through mm -hmm. in the resulting wine. It's not going to taste that great. 
So you do need to have great quality grapes with a concentration of flavor because mm-hmm. you do lose some flavor and aromas through the dealkalization de- process. That's a big word. No. It is a big word. It's hard to I'm glad you stumbled first before I did. <laughs> like, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I did okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been drinking yet. So. <laughs> and even when I do, it's non-alcohol. <laughs> so it's all good. Uh, so yeah, you need great quality. And that, I think, is the key, one of the key factors in improvements recently where producers are really taking it seriously and actually um, setting aside or intentionally, um, you know, the best quality grapes and good quality wine, they, they're intending to make it into dealkalized wine in the end, mm. rather than it just being kind of some of the stuff that was left over mm. in the back, yeah. you know, mm. so, um, um, Just to interject, because I know, so do you source your grapes locally or do you get them somewhere else because with the winters there's a huge Europe okay there you go (laughs) eventually we'd love to see um, Canadian producers um, stepping into this space but for a few different reasons one of them uh, just a lack of um, supply in Mm -hmm. terms of grapes and then also grape cost and volumes of production there's a few different reasons and access to the technology too there's a few different um, market factors as to why Canadian producers aren't really stepping into this space yet. Um, there is <clears throat> one uh, company down in Summerland, and they're fantastic guys, um, The Ones, mm-hmm. and they are making uh, dealkalized wine uh, from BC grapes. Um, but aside from them, there aren't a ton of other producers mm-hmm. at the time. Like Bobby said earlier, um, it's mainly coming from California and predominantly Europe, Germany and France um, and Spain. Um, what about so, Australia? No one's yeah, doing it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, they are. there's some good stuff coming from Australia just curious, too. Because they're yeah. wine people. <laughs> yeah, and Chile as well. We have some Chilean, Chilean wines yeah. too. So yeah, the major and South Africa too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are there are definitely some centers around at the moment. That doesn't include Canada, but hopefully, as market demand continues to grow. You know, Canadian producers step into that space. But it's and such a small area of grapes, like that we have right. here. Exactly. And, oh, in BC, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the the temperatures are just not. And, and he also kind of remembers fact is a lot of these um, uh, equipment that they use, like the spinning cones, like it's a, it's a heavy investment. Yeah. So a lot of these companies and producers have to have pretty good financial backing to to do this. Like the mm-hmm. spinning cones, like some of them can go up to a you know, million dollars for oh, something. Absolutely. You know? mm. So it, it's it's. It costs additional money, so a lot of people have the misconception that you know it's it's cheaper to make, but it's not. It's an additional step to make this, mm-hmm. um, right. right? And it yeah, it costs money. So a lot of producers, you know, they might not uh, they might find it's just an easier fixes to right. make mm-hmm. regular traditional wine, right? Um, so you know, our hats are off for the people that really do put the thought and effort into you know making these dealkalized wines with you know forethought to find you know sustainable vineyards and they're growing grapes specifically just for dealkalized wine. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, that's what I was going to ask you. Is that one of the major differences I think I've heard is that traditionally, like back in the day, say with the grocery store wine, like the things maybe, I can remember my ex-husband's aunt always drinking this like de- a no alcohol wine from the grocery store. Tastes like grape juice grape kind juice. of a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But is that because like you're saying, these wineries that are, are doing de-alcoholized wine, that's different than obviously, right? Then non-alcoholic or using say like, the concourse grapes and then just adding it at the end or or whatnot? Like the process yeah. is specifically like you're saying. Yeah, I think um, one of it being uh, the technology they, they used perhaps was kind of uh, earlier stage technology. And, distillation. And, yeah, and they were less concerned about capturing distinctive characteristics and aromas and flavor, which can cost more if you're doing it properly. Um, so they were obviously focusing on a bottom line, just the cheapest they could go, um, where most of the wine would lose a lot of its aromatics if it had much to start with. Because again, they would probably be using high yields, uh, high volume, kind of lower intensity flavors. Yeah, inexpensive uh, grapes uh, and making kind of bulk generic wine and mm. then just putting it through the process. So that might be one of the factors for sure. Um, and you know, grapes grown in vineyards that are kind of non-distinctive mm-hmm. in lots of ways. Um, but they, you know, were just basically making uh, a product that wasn't having to compete with anything else at that time. So right. it's, it's kind of like... A, a lot of the time, too, if, you're, if it's really just tasting like grape juice, you know, like maybe 
they were adding more grape juice afterwards right. just mm-hmm. kind of maybe bring some of those aromas and flavors yeah, back you know as well so yeah and mm-hmm. body as well so when you're de- uh, de-alkalizing wine you're removing a lot of the body as well that's why you do find a few of the de-alkalized wines to be a little bit on the sweeter side mm. yeah. and then Okay, so I feel like I have a lot of questions. The next question. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Sorry, yes. next question is like I know um, that you were saying before we started that, or we were saying that red wine is one of the hardest ones to to sort of make taste like really great. Is that? Yeah, I think with the dealization of, of red wines, it does strip of, of the aromas and flavors, but also takes away a little bit of that tannins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so reintroducing that, uh, I find, would be kind of difficult, we found. So I find that some of the red wines we tried, not the ones we showcased, of course, but some of the red wines we tried, <laughs> uh, the, the tannins just it kind of tasted disjointed almost, you know, almost synthetic mm. uh, to a certain yeah. point. Where I, And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're tasting that, you can pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like a, a hallelujah moment when we find those red wines. We're like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. this is it. This it is the is ones, diff- you know. Yeah. They're more yeah. difficult to do. And <clears throat> we talked a little bit about perceptions too. You know, I think um, alcohol plays, because there usually is more alcohol in red wines and it usually does play a more prominent role. Like Bobby said, it has a complex relationship with tannin um, and how they bind and, and work together. But I think when you go to take a sip of red wine, your expectations of what that's going to be are different than red, uh, than sorry, white rosé or sparkling. <clears throat> um, you do expect more alcohol. You expect mm-hmm. that burn and that kind of uh, yeah, the tannins and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You do, and <laughs> so <laughs> you know the first couple of sips can be a bit like throw you off a little bit when there's no alcohol in there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. You know, different producers can do different winemaking techniques to try and um, compensate for that lack of alcohol burn or body um, in the wine um, with varying different results. Um, but yeah, it is definitely the mo- most difficult to do because <clears throat> a lot of the time people don't love the the sweetness that comes with some of the, the non-alcohol red wines out there. And that sweetness, like Bobby said, is retaining some residual sugar in the wine to add body um, so that the wines don't taste thin because there's nothing worse. Like you really notice it with a, with a red wine mm. if it's thin um, or lacks body. It's like a Pinot yeah. Noir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Pinots are easier yeah. to do. I like Pinot Noir. Expectations are you know, going to be different when you're it's, looking yeah. for a big cab, a that big cab bowl of red. So, um, <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't mean it won't fit the bill, no. um, but just... And what we found in Sobar, when we've introduced different people to red wines, quite often the first couple of sips are a bit wonky for people. (laughs) But by the end of the, or halfway through, you know, by the end, they're like, I'm actually really enjoying this wine. But it was Mm -hmm. just off to a bit of a strange start. And we say, yeah, absolutely. That's what I tell people when I water the wine, people. Just, it's a mindset. (laughs) It's a mindset, you say. You'll get used to it. It's weird for me. Like I can do wine tastings. Yeah. uh, But then to have more than one glass of wine that's not watered down is very hard for me. Is it the alcohol? It's probably the alcohol, you know, um, I don't know. It just feels really harsh. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I don't know. I got you used to it. You can be our number one customer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? I, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, like, I am so curious, like, what, because our story is for our podcast was, you know, we're sitting in the backyard talking about the stuff that we talk about, but nobody talks about in the real world. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's not sugarcoat it. What possessed you three because there's three of you to be like we're in wine country (laughs) we're We're around all these wineries yes let's do non-alcoholic wine yeah (laughs) where was that brainchild created it was my idea really i think um so i usually bring some crazy ideas to the table for these guys i mean we've worked together for a while we're we're really close friends Mm -hmm. we're studying our um wset uh diploma together right now which is the final level two-year some studies so or more. <laughs> we spend a lot of the time with each other and we have done and worked together very closely for a few years so um both you know myself john and bobby we are great friends and we always mm-hmm. have known and said that we would work together um on a business um at some point mm-hmm. um and this past you know last year we went through some changes at the uh, winery we were working at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it just kind of all fell together at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I was doing more market research, 
um, into this category of wines once I finally had a lot of spare time on my hands because I quit my job. Exactly. These guys were still working hard and slaving away during high season, and I was, you know, sat on my patio, um, <laughs> kind of trying not to drink, you know, too much alcohol wine. <laughs> Um, and reading more and more about uh, this new market category, that uh, I I was just amazed at the the, the data and the mm-hmm. growth, and um, and it was like, oh wow, that's a cool opportunity. I've I've been thinking about that in different ways, like I said, through friends, family, and and you know my own journey too. And so the more I looked into it, the more I was kind of confident that there was um, a great idea here, and to do something new because <clears throat> looking at these products and these wines from from our perspective that professional slant on it to look at you know a rigorous assessment of quality and just hoping to really kind of find a, a great collection hasn't been done there's lots of wonderful businesses out there doing wonderful things in non-alc um, and we you know support all of them and, and it's a very uh, collaborative and supportive positive community of businesses actually um, but you know, a lot of them were happy to, or are happy to, to sell anything and everything, which mm-hmm. is cool. That's that's what their their thing is about. But we wanted to kind of take a little bit of a different approach. Um, and so you're right, we're in wine country, <laughs> which might seem like the wrong place in lots of ways to be launching a, a zero proof bar or or specialising in in dealkalized wine. But actually, we found the opposite to be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Kelowna and the Okanagan. <clears throat> Everyone loves the wine. People know about Gewurztraminer, Riesling, Sauv Blanc. You know, people here, I think, um, are, are really educated and interested and passionate about wine mm-hmm. and also healthy lifestyles too. And that's becoming more and more evident, I believe, in this in this community. And so actually, it, it is a perfect place that we've found um, so far um, to introduce some cool new wines to people and for people to, like, the, the general... Uh, person here in the community that enjoys wine they are able to distinguish good quality like people mm-hmm. know wine around here which is cool because um that's kind of what we're all about so it's actually kind of the perfect uh, yeah. local customer right. base for us yeah yeah because you don't want the person who just is you know wanting whatever alternative right they want a high yeah. quality right i think else. you said once and i actually really liked it i used it at christmas for my sister i told her that you said this, I was like, you know, because she was saying, no, oh, when I went to Mexico, I noticed for the first time, because she's also in, in marketing and she's in the wine industry. So she said that there were so many at all-inclusive resorts options for zero-proof options. And she's like, the market sector is obviously like so popular now or yeah. getting popular that, you know, three years ago, even in Mexico, you wouldn't have seen that. Right. Yeah. And so what you said that I thought was good was, I was like, yeah, and people because this was Alex's line, he was like, you know, people in all-inclusive uh, hospitality, they won't don't want to be renegated back to like the kids menu, right? So you don't want to get what you could get at McDonald's. And I thought, right. oh, that yeah. makes so much sense. Like yeah. you still want to have something that feels premium. like yeah. premium, yeah. like well, especially all thought inclusive, in into right? it, right? Yeah. Like, You're not going to get a discount for not drinking <laughs> right. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people, when they go to all-inclusive, they want to do gung-ho because yeah. they want to drink Yep. Their money's mm, yeah. worth, right? right? But yeah. if there's non non alcoholic options, then mm-hmm. there's only so many like, cranberry and sodas you can drink. Right? 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 Like, <laughs> just like soda and yeah. lime or all the things. So oh, no, I virgin think it's cool. yeah. yeah. But there's yep. only so many, so many you, you can, can drink. drink. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so now I'm getting like my marketing hat on because I'm a marketer <laughs> by trade and I love <laughs> marketing. So it is cool to me though that it does seem like as a marketing sector, let's say, a market sector that then alcohol free like market has blown up in the say like the past you know recent years there's more on the shelf more options what do you see with this trend like what do you notice yeah, yeah. well I, 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 that's the thing people always say it's a trend and i, I not honestly, trend sorry I be, I mean the I be, word. it's definitely a, i think more of a, a movement to be honest with yeah, you, you know there, there's a, a lot of people out there and and since working at sobar like i've seen so many people and it's funny because they think like, oh, it's just a few people, but it's not. There's so many people out there that choose not to drink for whatever reason it might be. Um, and I, I do see that this is, you know, the way of the future. People, I think, or hopefully we're, we're very much ahead of the curve uh, in, in Canada for sure. But uh, I think you'll see more and more better quality uh, non-alcoholic wines in the future. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just getting to that point, which is going to be a little harder, I think. It's going to be 
a time and process and you know, trial and error right. for a lot of producers to, to, to try to figure it out. Um, but it, it, it will get there. And we've, we've met producers from uh, San Obisco in California, and they're making insanely stunning Pinot Noir, you know, with the, the thought process of making it. And it's amazing. Um, and, you know, she's, I think she's selling it for like 75 American and it, down there. And people are buying it and people mm. are loving it. So mm. I What's think- What's your price point? Oh, this one is uh, 20, less than that, I believe. Yeah, this one, um, we, so typically are the price points. I mean, like Bobby said earlier, the wine is made like great wine and then you do have that extra step and also yeah. you don't benefit from the such high volume um savings as well in lots of ways for the for the non-alc wines and so the price can be higher as far as production goes mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you also have to be mindful that the market is where it is you know people mm-hmm. we do have to shift that perception of that it should be cheaper because in the past it has been poorer quality mm-hmm. so we do have to be mindful so typically our wines range from you know kind of 19 to to 30 bucks. So not too dissimilar from where you would expect yeah. good quality. Yeah. Well, know, yeah, I think wine. that's if you're, that makes sense. Yeah. If yeah. you're charging that type of price, people will expect that, like you said, that it's high quality. quality. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I expect it to taste like a right. wine, not like. Exactly. Juice. Yep. And this then, <laughs> one influencer that I follow, she's always like, this is how much money I've saved by not drinking. And then she's like, zero because she's like, Well, you know, that, that's it. And, 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 you know, Bobby was mentioning this. You know, there's there's wines out there that are mm-hmm. the you know between forty and eighty bucks, which um, their their cost to make that wine is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, rich people are sober too, or mm-hmm. you know, people of all different budgets and walks of life, you know, have different needs and preferences mm-hmm. and wants. You know, it's important that there's affordable options out there for people. Um, but then. You know, if you're making premium products and there are people out there that want to buy premium products, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, it's an underserved market on on that end as well as down that end. Typically in the past, you know, the grocery store wines have been pretty cheap and not particularly amazing. Um, so, you know, we want to make sure that uh, there's a, a really good budget-friendly option for everyone that's high quality. Um, and then, yeah, who knows where the market will go as far as the premium end. Um, mm-hmm. That's yet to be seen. There are some really cool producers, like Bobby said, that are stepping into that. And and some of the <clears throat> producers that we've been working with, they have some really great plans for future product ranges that they're working on right now to bring out um, and to kind of step into that space before anyone else, which kind of takes a bit of bravery uh, in lots of ways. But um, if you do kind of get a really good foot in that premium market category ahead of other um, producers, then you know you can make some good money doing it. So, mm. yeah, our, we don't make wine, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we just resell it um, and just you know try and find the good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how the market unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's a, like Bobby said, a longer term um, trend or, or movement towards uh, it just being um, less of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Less of a um, when something's a bit of a, not gimmick, but like a novelty. It's less right. of a novelty and much more of a, when you open your fridge or host a party, like it, you don't even think about the fact that you're going to have good quality non-alc options, whether that's beer or wine, as well as alcohol, potentially, mm-hmm. if that's what the party is about. But that it kind of is second nature to think, okay, what am I having for my guests? And then right. it's going to include a really good collection of great quality products, some of which are going to be alk or non-alk, you know? And I think that just getting to that point in society where we don't even think about it anymore, it's mm-hmm. just accepted, you know, widely accepted. And then no matter what you're <clears throat> showing up to that party for or who you are that day or, or week or lifetime, yeah. you know, there's going to be something great there for mm-hmm. you. So, and and that whole like inclusivity thing. And I like that. that. And a lot of guests have said that too. They said that, they, you know, they're very appreciative of the fact is they can, they can bring something home retail wise and go to a party and, you know, they don't have that weird conversation. It's like, oh, why are you not drinking wine? Yeah. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, uh, it, I think it's still helpful for people for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it, the Italians say... One glass of red wine a day, there's benefits, okay? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so what are some of the benefits besides non-alcoholic, obviously the alcohol, that we can expect in your wine? 
lower calories for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a big oh, yes. One. How many calories? Please well, tell me. there's <laughs> at least less than 50%. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's up to two thirds fewer calories yeah. in, in non alcohol wine yeah. than regular, which, mm. so there you go, just straight off the bat. You know, yeah. if you yeah. if you're looking to be more calorie conscious, calorie conscious for yeah. sure, yeah. You know, yeah. you remember like for a traditional bottle of wine, that's like 670 calories, give or mm-hmm. take. Yeah, so just this, empty calories. Yeah, this would yeah. be like between two and three hundred. Okay. You know what I mean? So that yeah. can be no a hangovers. No, no hangovers. Yes, yes absolutely. You can, you can enjoy you can enjoy a night out and then and still enjoy the morning after, yeah. which is mm-hmm. huge. Mental health and, too. And absolutely, yeah. mental health. There, like, there's so yeah. many things that we could talk about. That we don't even have to because doctors out there are saying it for us. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't have to advertise the fact is it, you know, your mental, your your health, your physical health. You know, the fact that even when you drink a glass of wine, you know, within a couple of days, like your cortisol sleep. levels yeah, go, they skyrocket mm-hmm. up. You lose, you know, it, it, you know, affects your sleep, affects your mood. Um, there's so many things out there for reasons why, you know, you shouldn't drink so often. Like, and, and I know Canada came out with a, a thing like what, what, a year ago saying, you know, Two glasses a week, but now they're saying like you should have any alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. Like, Which has been controversial. It was just very, very <laughs> controversial. Don't give me a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I, I, for myself, like I, I cut loose on the weekends. And I still have a glass or two, but on during the weekdays, I've chosen to 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 sub, like substitute a lot of my wine, a glass of wine, and mm-hmm. with, with something to alcoholize instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not right now. I'm doing dry gen. So yeah, yes. well, there I you go. Dry gen. Doing. I need to detox after three week vacation. So <laughs> yeah. because when you're go, you know you. That's you it. Go. Yeah, <laughs> and and Bobby was mentioning that you know it's yeah. that sober spectrum. You know, and then it's yeah, been I was like just say that too. it isn't one type of person or one one moment in time. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big colorful spectrum of, of people returning from holiday or yeah. Yeah. after yeah. New Year's or it's to get in shape for the the summer or yeah. you know or breastfeeding there's so many different reasons uh, or medication or mm-hmm. you know just a ton of different reasons so everyone reasons. is in and out yeah. of sobriety in different ways mm-hmm. and so what we're about is just um being very inclusive and saying it doesn't matter who you are or what your preference is or why you know it doesn't matter our, our whole job is just to make sure that we have great options for people good quality choices so that whether they're dipping in and out a week a day or or forever you know mm-hmm. that uh, they don't feel they have to settle for the, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kiddie menu stuff. This mm-hmm. is going to be great quality wine that they can pick up um, after their holiday. Yeah. Just even yeah. for a week or a month. Yeah, You've got a few yeah. bottles. You don't have to settle. That's yeah. the whole thing. We it, shouldn't have to settle, right? You'd be amazed too. I mean, a lot of people that do come into Sobar too, they, they say like, you know, I know there's no alcohol in this and I, I'm i still getting that giddy feeling, you know, and I always mm-hmm. say to people, it, it's a good environment, it's good people and it's a good setting. You have a that, dance floor? I wish we had a dance. <laughs> maybe we'll no, maybe that'll be. Oh, you need to make one for me. <laughs> like a, or I'll yeah, dance on the board. We can make one for you. Yeah, yeah Bella, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I want dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my cowboy boots. Oh, that's always been. No, I did. I I went dancing and I forgot how much fun dancing actually was because I I I'm noticing the trend too from when we were younger and we went and we had all these clubs and parties and dancing. Totally different scene now for the young people, right? Yeah, it is. It's more like a social chill vibe there's no dancing but when we were in the Caymans there was a salsa night we went with some nice. people I love salsa and I know and I just the, the dip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Doritos and just like the amount of dancing that I did I'm just like wow I miss that social connection yeah. that dancing energy. just energy yeah. like yeah. Yeah. just Absolutely. getting it all out like yep. dancing is so good so yeah. I'm just waiting for besides the Blue Gator. Salsa Sobar. Maybe on be a fun. We would yeah, or something. To, yeah, I would we totally collaborate get... with people. So I'm, I have no doubt that maybe this <laughs> summer we'll do some business here. Yeah. 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 I don't know, oh but just make I just some notes. Yeah. 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 Like Bella, there's like that dancing. It's like I don't know. There's you know you want to be drinking. You have that vibe and yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. good for the soul it is it is but, uh, yeah. yeah i am so looking forward to having these because dry january it's usually tough because you know on yes. the weekends you're just like oh let's you know have a glass of wine play yeah. some games and now when we're playing dominoes we're gonna be drinking yeah. this I'll and you know where winning. to get more yeah, yeah. and you know where to go to get more <laughs> yeah, songzero.com. Yeah, can you actually buy it in <laughs> the store too or no yeah uh so well, ahead, that's buddy. what I've been wondering. We do have uh, a few of our, our bottles that we just uh, recently uh, allocated to uh, Erica Jane, downtown Kelowna. Mm. Uh, but we will be looking more into uh, getting into retail spots, but more 
places like um, probably a little more high end, like maybe good fit for us. Yeah, good because for us. You know, hotels. We're not you know. going to compete. We don't want to with the the big international brands yeah. that are doing the low price that you're going to yeah. see at the liquor stores or the yeah, Savons. Right. You know, that's not where shout out to Savon, we're going <laughs> to. Actually, can you get it into the yacht club? I've been meaning to tell them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. So maybe more we have a really long list of amazing places um, and lots of people we know in the industry around here that we're we're, we're going to be talking to. Yeah. Um, very soon so uh, we're still early days with the business obviously we've been getting the bar going so you can always buy it down at the bar somzero.com as well we've got mm-hmm. a wine club Club Zero launching here in February as well which is going to be really fun oh, cool. so we'll oh, do yeah. shipments yes, we are actually getting rid of three we got rid of three wineries oh, we were members yeah of seven wineries seven. Wow. I know. she spent so a lot like, of money on wine it's so <laughs> impressive yes. it's however no, here's my however, business card yeah. <laughs> However, we did drop three of them. Because, did you? Oh, yes, gonna tell you. Us which ones. <laughs> I'm yes. going to tell you which ones. No, but no. for us, it's more about the social experience because yes, I can absolutely. go to any winery and like, yes, the savings, but it's, uh, and some don't even have the savings. They're like, oh, you're just part of and you can make reservations at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not to put yeah, anybody yeah. under the yeah. bus. But I'm like, there's no value for me. Yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. it's like the social part. If I'm a part of a club, I want those events. I want oh, to get absolutely. to know people yeah. in my community that are yep. part of. You don't want to feel part, like a number either. You want to feel exactly, like you're, you're you know, yeah. part of something. Absolutely. So we really looked at who is serving us the best because we do spend a lot of yeah. money, right? Yeah. Like when it's expensive. Uh, it is expensive, but we did host, like we had one weekend last year during the summer that nobody was at our house. Literally the amount of people that <laughs> went through. I'm going to start charging this year, yeah. people. So stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to yell like Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Airbnb. You want <laughs> to your friends. Yeah, to, to my pass. friends. Yeah. But yeah, it's that social part. If I'm part of a club, I want yes. to have that club experience experience. and we understand that because we've been in hospitality for so long now Bobby's been at some in Vancouver Mm -hmm. plenty of hotels and restaurants for many many years you know in the past several years since uh, living in Canada you know I've been working in the wine industry here and Mm -hmm. we've worked in lots of different roles and we've um, been involved in uh, wine club and events and we really get it because I'm exactly like you we the wine clubs that we are part of, it's that personal connection mm-hmm. and that um, that personal touch that really yeah. matters um, and the events and the in-person um, aspect. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, when we launch Club Zero fairly soon, there's going to be heavy emphasis on that, mm-hmm. um, especially for the people that sign up at the beginning. We're going to know everybody's <laughs> own name, right? Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. 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 Really, okay, um, well, like, have room. So, um, and you guys obviously be very welcome to join. Um, not least because, you know, people do love to host parties, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think the Okanagan is huge for that. You know, charcuterie mm-hmm. and wine oh and the patio, gosh. it's perfect for it. Should and have seen I've, my charcuterie yeah, and the Caymans. They've asked me, because it's a huge <laughs> industry there. They've asked me to come back no, and really do nice. their marketing events for yeah. their lawyers, their accountants, Ooh, and their awesome. insurance people. So I may be going back for a couple of months well, there you go. To, take, to see if I'm going to live in yeah, the Cayman yeah. Islands. <laughs> see, everybody awesome. thought she wasn't going to move to the Caymans. I know. She I'm just like, like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. You heard it here. You heard it here, yes. <laughs> but at no. all those parties, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's great to have wonderful BC wine and we've mm-hmm. got cellars full of it and it's fantastic to support the industry. But um, when you have so many guests coming, mm-hmm. there are so many people with uh, DDs or, yeah. or others that uh, aren't drinking. Yeah. And so to have a, a fridge for them too, yeah. would show some really fantastic hospitality skills, mm-hmm. I would think, and so that you're just giving careful consideration for yeah. everybody. And Absolutely. so I feel that uh, that movement we talked about mm-hmm. um, is going to become way more widespread, where yeah. you're hosting a party, you've got some couple of bottles of non out sparkling. Yeah. And so you just got your somzero.com orders coming in on subscription or yeah. in the wine club, and you just have some really nice stuff in the in the fridge that's for what we try to do is. and yeah. I tried to do that for our Christmas slash my husband's 40th birthday <laughs> but then my car got crashed and uh, <laughs> right your next party I, my next yeah. party we're exactly. gonna do it but yeah. It, yeah. I, like I really wanted to prove because I know I have friends who don't drink right uh, or you know are taking a break and I really wanted to be that hostess that yeah. provides it means a lot that to them. Yeah, instead of them yeah. bringing their own Bubbly right water or, or whatever like I know you brought did you I think you brought a bottle or something like that yeah. and yeah and, um, yeah, and I'm just like, I felt bad because I really wanted yep. to be that person that's including yep. those in But it's hard to find, circle. and that's kind of yeah. where we've, you know, we're looking to step into that gap is 
you, a lot of people would totally buy yeah. um, much more non-alk product if it if they knew the quality was there and that it was easily available. Mm-hmm. And those two things are really important. So mm-hmm. that's what we're really going to work hard to to make sure that we get together some really great quality products and also you know work hard to make that available for people in so many different places yeah. um and and so that it's easy to to be inclusive mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the best parts about like doing those events as well is like giving those samples to people and people are like just like wow like this yeah. is really really good and like mm-hmm. yeah this is like you know this is what we're trying to to make sure people are able to do it like a blind enjoy. test oh this yeah. will be yeah. fun we should do <laughs> you know what i've always yeah. wanted to do that with um a well um what is that one frick? I can't even remember. <laughs> but anyway, last summer I wanted to do a taste test with that uh, Ole oh, yeah. and to oh, see because yeah. yeah, I yeah. always thought that sound tasted pretty similar mm-hmm. to the yeah. real one. Yep. And so, not the real one. You shouldn't say real one. That's yeah. language here. <laughs> so the one with alcohol, yeah, the boozy one, one. Yeah. the one with booze, and the one without. Yes. Um, we should do that. We should invite some guests and, and do then it. do like a yeah. blind test. Podcast number two. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you and go. Have a blind tasting. Yeah. I think oh, it's a good oh, idea. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll do some of that at the event on the nineteenth. Yeah, there we go. We could do a blind test. Yeah, that'll be fun. Full of fun ideas. Marketers at heart. Marketers. Yeah. 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 Does he have another job at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bella like, has businesses coming out every left, right, and center. She has so many businesses, like in a good way. Like, I, I, she has so many, but you're such a good, like, idea or so now I you, am the, she could have 10,000 businesses I, I am I'm more of like the visionary I mm. come up with the stuff and then I can surround myself with people who execute yeah. my my downfall is that I try to do it all by myself but last year I switched that model mm-hmm. and we're hiring more people to do Ooh. the stuff that you know, we... It's hard, it's hard to delegate. It, it is hard to delegate. It's hard to let it go of totally things. I know you, what you mean. You know, yeah. I've always worked for myself. Uh, I started my first company when I was 19. So it's hard wow. for me to be like, no, no, you do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm a bit of a control person, yep. but I'm trying to let that go. Um, even Ooh. with my kids picking out a fish. I did gently steer my, like the only thing I, I I said, this is the fish tank we're getting or there'll be no fish. Right. And then I let them all pick out their stuff. <laughs> I wondered why it was so pretty, but I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did, I mean, like, I did gently, the fish you know, or the steer tank? them. Oh, <laughs> all of it. The, the, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the whole setup. All I was like, because my child they, also got a fish tank, but it's like a traditional like glass one. I was like, wow, Bella's is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an interior design company mm-hmm. in Edmonton for cool. a while too. Oh, wow. So I am a jack of many. You've lived many fish. lives. I've so many lives. Yeah. Many lives. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Amazing photography, yeah. a witch doctor. I'm a witch no. doctor. I mean, I'm, my clients are suffering now because yeah. it's been for gone for three weeks. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm open to. Ooh, any okay. possibilities out yes. here you know I think I mean, having an open mind is really important because yeah, mm-hmm. you never know where it's going to take you and I've always been able mm-hmm. to attract things that it's were energy really, yeah it is yeah. 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 absolutely positive energy spreads more positive energy yes. I've always been in, yeah, keen on that it's, it's uh, being positive in any so, in society it just mm-hmm. helps you know yeah. yeah Bobby's the He's always the big smiler in the room. Like whenever we, we you know, working together, is yeah. you can always. Oh, look at those dimples! Yeah. <laughs> no. That's why I grew my beard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it takes a lot to bum Bobby out. Yeah. <laughs> Do your kids have dimples? When my daughter was born, the nurse was like, "And I hope she has your dimple." And then she was like, "But my daughter has two dimples." So she yeah. said, "Oh, we got our wish." <laughs> okay. Well, the, funny, the funny thing is, I have, I have a dimple on my right hand side, and my oldest son has a dimple on his left hand side. <laughs> Mm. So it's just like, you know, the, the universe, universe balancing itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, do we have any fire rapid questions? Some fire rapid. Oh, yeah. So we usually do some like parenting fire rapid questions because, okay. you know, it's called Let's Talk. I'm not Let's sugarcoated. Yeah. Real raw, unfiltered conversations around motherhood. So about your fatherhood. We've had your second father guest, right? Have yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> congratulations. Well, my wife, well, my wife isn't watching. Because we had, uh, uh, well, Dr. Brett. Yeah. And then. Uh, oh, um, yes. Uh, Volpatti. Yes. Aaron. Aaron Volpatti. Right. Yes. So, okay, so let me see. I wrote 
them down. Okay, well, well, well first, first of all, how old are your kids, Bobby? Yeah. I know you said one six-year-old. I, I have a six and a three-year-old, so they're both. I have two boys. Oh, my six-year-old is Sawyer, uh, and my youngest is uh, Ben. So, Cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're apple of my eye. Love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the joys of parents. This is yeah. unfiltered here. Unfiltered joys. Unfiltered joys. And exclamation marks. Yeah. Or what parentheses. Yeah. I love my children when they're sleeping. That's my French immersion coming up. It's honestly, parenting is very hard. It is. But, you know, it's those times when you come home and they run downstairs and they give you a big hug. It's like... Which worth makes it. it's worth every second. Yeah, of it. I enjoy yeah. those moments because yeah. they stop at some point. They stop. <laughs> like, oh my god, and they'll roll <clears throat> their eyes. <laughs> that's, that's what someone else said. They have like they have a sixteen or a seventeen year old. And they're like, yeah. like how old are your kids? Like six and three. You're like, oh, it's so nice. They're still in their cuddly phase. Yeah. Like, like, oh, they grow out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Although Aww. I did have one come in last night to sleep with me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and they, what, what, they do. What, what's your wake up calls? I get about like four thirty to six a.m. is when they wake up. They wake, you, well, yeah, they wake up, and sometimes they're like, if they're in the room, they're screaming. I go in there, and they're like, "What's wrong?" And they go like, "I have a booger." No. <laughs> and I go, I go oh, okay, and then like I wipe it, and then they just like drift off. And <laughs> I go back to the bedroom, and I go, I just lay in my bed, and I go, "Oh, remember all that stuff, embarrassing stuff I did in like grade nine? Let's let's review all that in yeah. <laughs> about an hour and a half before I fall asleep." Uh, yeah. yeah, no, one came in at 2.30. We're actually transitioning because my husband moved back home. First time in, well, since we actually built the home or reno, the, like actually bought the house. So he's never lived there full time since we've moved in. So it's a transition period because one of the, my mom lives with us. So one of them would sleep with my mom. One would sleep with me Monday to Friday. Then daddy would come home. They would be in their beds with sleepovers and stuff. So now it's like a whole transition. Mommy, can I sleep with you? I'm like, no, "No, you can't (laughs) because now it's off limits. But she came in. Uh, last night at two thirty, and I told her she her head needs to go into my feet because they're <laughs> tall. They they're so tall. There's like you know. So if her body and my body and husband's body and two freaking cats, the yeah. shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, no, put your you know, and then I can maneuver them. But yeah, yeah it's I'm actually a little like I was happy. And now you're like grieving it a, a bit. little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. because they don't. It's the only snore. time they cuddle. Yeah. My husband snores. <laughs> so that's. Uh, Gonna yeah. be something Their love that, language not might not be personal touch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's it's very true. Like you know, like, you gotta enjoy those moments because yeah. you, you don't know when that last moment will be when they're gonna be yeah. like, you know, they'll say mommy or daddy. Yeah. Oh and, and then when they'll be like, hi oh, yeah, dad, I'm like, so I'm like, what did you just call me? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like upset about it. You know? Yeah, you're like, so put a D D Y yeah. on that. They still call me mommy. They still you're call still daddy. However, when they did the books, like they did a project for school for today with pictures, and they had to write every day um i'm like okay uh so sh- we did this with mommy and she's like mommy can i write mom because Aww. other kids will make fun of me that it's mommy i'm like fine <laughs> mom i'm fine heart, but my tone is my saying heart it's heart is, yeah but it yeah Stop, but yeah. It, it's it's like they're getting out of that yeah. phase yeah. but there's other like they're kind of cool now to yeah. chat with and you know one-on-one yeah. stuff era, and yeah. You know, like yeah. they yeah. talk a lot, yeah. my children, <laughs> oh, my, especially my, when they're alone. My kids teach me things. I'm 39 yeah. years old. My, my, you know, my, my son <laughs> great. Like, teaches me things sometimes. I'm like, oh God, you know, like it's so funny. Do you fact like, check yeah. them? I, I don't. I should, go, I should actually Google <laughs> them first. Totally I've Google done them. that. And then you're like, crap, you were I know, right. I know. It's like, so impressive. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. it's very true. Google is hard these days. Oh yeah. Homework and maths and stuff. My nephews, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because they teach math in a really... I can't. They, they teach code yeah, I had to now. Google like, how to teach wow. math to it. Remember? Yeah. I was like, how to teach math to a grade three and whatever. Yeah. It's like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I, it's pages. It's like, why is there squares and boxes and coloring yeah. for three pages for a one vision yeah. freaking wow. thing? And right? Why, why did they like, get rid of the abacus? No like, sense. that was great. Yeah. You know, they should just bring no the abacus. Sense. We down. all made it through. Just, we all did it, whatever. None of this picture stuff and like, yeah. just a waste of paper, people. It's a waste yeah. of paper. Well, they it don't is. even teach like multiplication. Um, like, you know, you have to memorize it. Yeah. yeah. So my brother in law was like, my, my niece just doesn't know her multiplications like off the top of the head, like we all did. So he's basically took it on himself to just be um, teaching her the multiple. Yeah, <laughs> but he's popular. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh. Well, yeah. I feel like memory is not taught. Like they don't learn 
in like in Poland, we learned songs, we learned uh, poetry. Like we had to recite these things yeah. in front of the class. That was part of the curriculum. Well, we did that I, I, too. This is yeah. called BC New Curriculum. But yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but they learned like kids' songs. Like you know, they learned. Yeah, like, you know. but there's no choir. There's like there was there's not. Well, I mean, we call COVID like mess things up. But yeah. that's why I have them in piano because that's like memorizing, learning, like all that kind of stuff. Because I mean, they're not even playing instruments and they're in grade five mm. here. Like, what are they learn? Like, what are they, what are you people teaching our kids? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got, education gets us on a So let's get Bobby's back. being told yeah. by his kids. Yeah. 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 So the French, the French yeah, is cool. cute. And then like, I think they do learn stuff on shows. Like once my kid said, some fact, and I googled it about some insect, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh yeah, this is true." Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Mosquitoes only bite you if they're female because they're bringing yes. the blood back to the nest. I was like, I had no idea. Googled it's it. Terrifying. Is that so, true? So, it's a true oh fact. Goodness. True story. Yeah. Only the wow. females. Only the bite females you. bite. But I was like, "Thank you, six-year-old, for teaching me." That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No comment. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, tell us French, what. One more thing. Yeah. One more like black mark for the education system about the French because I wanted my kids to be in French immersion but because they didn't start in grade one in grade three it was too late I'm like what are you talking people I spoke Polish German then I had to learn English and a bit of French and it all happened within all the years it it wasn't like oh if you didn't now you can't yeah that's when you start the earlier they start the better it is you can't start later I I know but like anyways okay now go (laughs) (laughs) Rant over. Rant over. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, you told us one of your like joys of parenting, you know, when they smile at you and they give you a big hug. What's one of the biggest challenges you found about parenting so far? I know there's many, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, where do I start? Um, I think it's, I think it's the tantrums. Um, And so I'm born in 84 and the way that they parented in the 80s is definitely has changed generational wise to today a huge percent (laughs) i remember back in the day they'd be like okay just you know go out until the street lights come on that's when Mm -hmm. you come back home yeah um and you know for now like when kids have tantrums like you have to kind of like more talk to ask them like what's going on you know like because back in the day it was just spanking that's all you know that's how people were disciplined but now it's just like you know it's it's funny when you actually talk to a child and ask them what's wrong you know what eventually when they start to calm down <laughs> after about half an hour to an hour um, they'll they'll kind of like they'll open up and, and let you know what's going on and, and it, for a lot of kids I think it's just that they can't express themselves they're, there's just such a at a young age that they just can't get the words out and I think it's 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 a testament for parents that uh, you, you learn how to be very patient mm-hmm. um, and knowing when to you know just to Calm yourself down and 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 give them time to process what's going on and and ask them what's happening. But yeah, tantrums are they're definitely the, the hardest ones. Is especially it public when, or private it's, oh, it's, tantrums? It's, it's, Which oh, are the worst the, ones? The public ones. Yeah. The public oh, ones are hard because yeah. you feel a bit judged. You do because I and I look at people oh. and I'm like, I was like, what are you looking at? You know. <laughs> yeah, so I, did, like, I, I actually at Costco, one of like one of my kids was freaking out, yeah. and I, it's like I'm just gonna sit here yeah. and let her freak out, yeah. and you know. Uh, it's like what I looked at because uh, she's in a timeout and people were judging. But at that point, I'm like, you know what? They're going to judge anyways. Yeah. They're yeah. going to judge me if I'm, you know, disciplining the giving kid in. I'm, exactly. or giving in or yeah. not. Yeah. So it, there's this one lady she's looking at me. I'm like, do you want a timeout? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny? For you. Do you want a timeout? Because <laughs> I mean, I can give you one. Yeah. <laughs> You'll always see that one parent though. It looks at you just because it's like solidarity. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah I like, do that a lot. I like, I like, I like to do that too. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, you got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. I think people it. need to know more of that too because <laughs> I was even at Air House the other day and this one kid was like so mad and he was like, got, he had to sit out and he was swearing and he was like, all oh, those kids are like effing whatever and he was young oh, and I was yeah. like had recently had an incident with my six year old where he was like effing mom and I was like where'd you learn this and I, <laughs> it was really embarrassing because we were out in public but then this happened to this other parent and I thought geez like it's such a go to to 
in the past, I think Judge, I would have been like, yeah. holy shit, like what's going on in that house? Right, and I yeah. was like, it happens to other people. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with this kid. He's yeah. a good kid, probably. Yeah. He just heard that word and he decided that he's going to get that attention to be like, right. I am effing pissed off oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And I, I had that moment with my kid too. I think, I, honestly, I think it was like four and we we're just going for a walk one day and it's like, uh, it's like, it's so nice out, Sawyer's like, don't you think? She's like, and he said, I'm effing thirsty. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh God. Like you could have said you're thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drop that. Yeah. Well, the one benefit of speaking in the different language, I swore in Polish. Oh. So when my kids were younger and they were like, kurwa, kurwa. And I was like, yeah, most you're people will most, not yeah. understand. Most people will be like, <laughs> Corvette? No, kurwa. Oh, kurwa. <laughs> Kurva, yeah, yeah. It's a I mean, it sounds nice, right? But it's like, her mom tells me it's worse than fuck. I should not say that because we'll get, we already have the E on our podcast for us. Oh, great. Don't worry, Ryan's going to bleep all this out. You know, good job John Glenn's not here. He's in Mexico. He's got a foul mouth. He's like a sailor. I mean, Saskatchewan sailor. I think we all do. Her husband said we're E for explicit. Like, we're the only podcast that, that he has. He has. Cool. Oh, I, thought, I thought E for everybody. No. no. <laughs> like, e for excellent. We were excellent yeah. in your effort. But as an uncle, you have, yeah. Yes. What do you see like from, you know, the world outside? Like, are you judgy? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex, how judgy are you? Judgy are you? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, are you like a ten? No, yeah. Look at a one out of ten. How judgy are you? No, I think, um, <laughs> I think, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to one day being a father myself, and I'm sure I'm going to experience all of those scenarios that you guys are laying out there. <laughs> and Bobby's so, going to just smile. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, so, you No, I think, uh, like you said, you know, kids, they don't really have the ability to immediately express what's wrong um, and maybe there isn't really anything <laughs> wrong no sometimes but, uh, wrong, no. yeah and you know um, no like I I am not judging in any way mm-hmm. I, I know that it, you know parents are sleep deprived you know they're spending thousands of dollars and having to juggle 16 million things you know and just getting through the day is often is hard, um yeah. where it's at so uh, no i don't judge anyone and and you're right you know even the 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 language thing you think about how many people your kids hear in a day you know mm-hmm. the source that they get all of that language and information from from school from friends all that kind of stuff you can't control everything your kid hears mm-hmm. and they pick up the craziest oh, yeah. things. Oh, yeah. so, and and, and so. that's a hard thing about it nowadays. It's like for us, it was just like you had Saturday morning cartoons and now there's like so much stimulus mm-hmm. like everywhere yeah. for these kids. And that's and hard. You know I mean, and it is. Because we just, like you said, you'd go out, you'd find a tree to climb and, and you'd just find a stick and throw some rocks, <laughs> throw some rocks yeah. and go down to the old quarry. Time, you know? And it was sounding old timers now, but it was, you're right. Like yeah. these days, everything is stimulant. And I think that, that can overwhelm kids. Yeah, and I think so. it's it's going to be a differently a, a different generation of kids growing up these, mm-hmm. these days. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm scared about it or if you know it's going to be great. Like people probably will have just way more like knowledge and you know. But like at the same time, it's uh, it's a little scary that you know. It's because we did grow up in that world, no. and it's funny because we like I'm 80 born and you know oh, we you were great she's, like, she's like good for 80 I'm 80 wow. 1980 born <laughs> um, but you know we went through that transition of not having any technology and then the computers yeah. came mm-hmm. in and then typing dialogue. all the stuff and even yeah oh we have that yeah. noise on our oh it was hilarious <laughs> yeah. we're sitting at a, a winery and talking about dial up and we we're talking to our kids because they were like this internet is so slow because we're connected to the yeah. restaurant's yeah. wi-fi and, and i'm like really on the other line. <laughs> and so my husband is like children do you know what our internet sounded like and mm. he pulled up because there's like a oh, actual yeah. recording and there was a table of people's around our age sitting there and as soon as he played that the whole table <laughs> yeah, turned like, like no that's funny but it is it's like it's the same it's like that industrial revolution you know people you know to now the technology revolution like it's just next what's next i don't know it's the same i think the thing that kind of worries me is the fact is i hope people don't lose that like social connection you know what i mean because i see that very often my sister's pet it's like our kids want to always watch do, watch a show together, yeah. right? And so my sister's always like, okay, 
But not if you're all going to sit on a separate iPad and watch five different shows. Exactly. That's not watching a show together. You're not watching a movie. You're not experiencing it together. You're watching five different shows on five different iPads. You're just like anti-social social here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. But. I do I do feel that that's one thing we are losing a little bit is that connection. <clears throat> like Absolutely. human. Mm-hmm. And people don't know how to interact and talk to each other mm-hmm. without a phone in their face. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and they're like, oh, let me just Google this. Yeah. You know, even when yeah. you're... I, I, oh, I do it all the time. We yeah. do it all the yeah. time too, right? But oh, it, it's yeah, we're guilty of it. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I mean is. myself too. Like, yeah. I mean, like, and I, I catch myself all the time and I'm like... You know, it'll be like a gathering of people, family, and we'll all be on our phones. And I'll look up and like, what are we doing? Yeah, you know, like what are we actually doing? You know, I feel like there's those stories here of you know celebrities parties, and they're like, you have to leave your phone at the front. I love that. I'm gonna start doing that. It's like a swinger party, but celebrities. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) some some rules to it. That took a different different turn. Episode, Alex swinging. Well, you wouldn't want mobile phone footage of that, would you? You wouldn't want any proof. I mean, yeah, but I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But I guess one more, like, I know we're supposed to dial it up here, but I guess one question I have that we asked recently that I liked was, you know, what's one thing your parents taught you or like the way they parented you that you're like, I am not doing it this way. If there is one. Good question. That is a really good question. Both of you can answer actually because yeah. both of you. What do you think you're... I think for me personally, and I don't know whether this is a British thing or just my parents, who I love, by the way. Um, But, you know, I feel um, one of the benefits for our generation um, versus older generations, they didn't want to talk about feelings or Mm -hmm. talk about difficult subjects. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, me and my friends now, you know, I think we can pride ourselves on having the kind of relationships or the kind of personalities where it's good to be open, mm-hmm. you know, and not 100%. hide things and not like suppress things. Yeah. And and just because it's a difficult topic, it doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it. So yeah. I feel that one of the benefits, I guess, you know, with with kids these days and, and, and us and hopefully what they will benefit from is just having a, a situation mm-hmm. or a scenario or a family life or friendship lives where... Um, there's nothing really off off the table. Like people can mm-hmm. talk more openly, and 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 I think that's cool because I yeah. think there was a lot more reserved back in the day, especially oh, yeah. in England, Absolutely. and people mm-hmm. didn't talk about their feelings or emotions, mm-hmm. and I think that led to lots of um, trauma and problems. And <clears throat> I think it is better to to share. So yeah. I think that's definitely what I would. I we would didn't say. start telling each other with my parents, "I love you," until I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 But it's the good stuff, but it's, also the difficult yeah. stuff. Yeah. But definitely the good stuff, showing yeah. that affection. I think, I think definitely uh, showing affection mm. and giving your kids hugs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, like, I, can, I couldn't agree with more with what Alex mm-hmm. said right there. I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it, I'm really happy to see in this day and age that people are now, it's more open that you can talk about your feelings. And I think it's really important than bottling it up, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I could really think of what my parents said is, you know, it's... Um, just, just doing doing what you're told, and I think it's 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 good for people to question stuff and mm-hmm. and not just be a follower and to be a leader and and you know don't just just take things for face value for what it is you know. But definitely, that's what you're saying now because they're so <laughs> young. Wait, <laughs> I know, I know. And then and then I go look at my youngest. I'm like, why are you so defiant? Why are you so- <laughs> Where did you learn you. this? <laughs> like, oh man, I so read this meme recently that was like, I never knew what an asshole I was until a tiny little person, <laughs> like exactly like me, was yeah. talking. I was like, so true. Okay, well, tell us. Um, no, oh, that we're done. That's we're, what I oh, mean. Okay. Oh. Oh. oh, okay. Tell us tell where us. to find us for you. <laughs> tell us where, um, first of all, tell us about your two upcoming events quickly yes. and where people can find you. So our, our upcoming events, we have some amazing new products coming into country or just landing right now, which we're really excited about. So we're doing a special product launch party um, at Sobar, uh, downtown 525 Bernard Avenue. We share the space with Just Peachy, wonderful place. Um, and that's on the 19th of January from 5 p.m. So come down and try like the best collection of loads of different amazing non-alc wines that you'll find anywhere else in the world, especially in terms of quality as well. And varieties, tons of different varieties, different styles, sparkling still, red, white, rosé, you name it. We've got it now. So come down and check yeah. out the products, try some samples. Um, the following weekend, we're going to celebrate Sauvignon Blanc, which is obviously mm-hmm. 
a really popular varietal um, <clears throat> today and it has been for a while. And we've got some amazing Sauvignon Blanc products and uh, it hasn't been represented very well or much at all in the non-alcohol category so far. So we're really excited to kind of um, bring that to market. So we're going to um, celebrate the whole weekend of Sauvignon Blanc in lots of different ways. So if you like Sauvignon Blanc, come down to the bar. If you don't, still come to the bar. We have other <laughs> things too. You're like, we have this. Yeah. And some yeah. of these ones are going to be the first time in Canada. Yeah, well, that's right. Which is nice. just super yeah. cool that we were yeah. able to do that. Like, it's so exciting. You know, yeah. like, I, it, it still blows my mind to this day. Like, we were the first ones in Okanagan to, mm -hmm. to open up a, a non-alcoholic bar and have yep. all these great options. And yeah, also, uh, follow us on psalmzero.com as well. You know, we do. Mm -hmm. Two M's. With two M's, two yeah, M's. this is very important. <laughs> yeah. My mom was trying for ages. <laughs> She's like, I still can't get a bottle. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And we'll yeah. link it to yeah. this episode here. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and you can follow us. We have you know a subscription, a mailing list, we have newsletters, blog, yeah. uh, blog, blogs. Oh God, I screwed yeah. up at the very end. Isn't that great? Um, <laughs> uh, blogs, you know, and and we do you know events everywhere. We do corporate or private events. We're we're open and we're we're you know eager to to get out there and get the name out there amazing yeah. well thank you so well, much for coming in for yeah. yeah okay till next awesome. time yeah thank okay, you bye, bye. bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel more empowered moved and inspired be sure to check out the show's description and follow us on social media at let's not sugarcoat it podcast on both instagram and facebook also, check out our YouTube channel where you can view and subscribe to our latest episodes. What you have to say matters, so send us your feedback and ideas on what you'd like us to talk about so we can serve you better. And remember, motherhood is a team sport. 